Welcome to the CTG Nation podcast episode 19. Today we got Bobby and Kyle. Kyle, what's up, dude? Not much, man. Just been working, planning a wedding. Um, planning a wedding. Ignoring prosecutors when they ask me for rule fives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of hard to get you when we're on like opposite schedules, like we're oh, polar yeah. polar opposite schedules. Are you still on days? Are you back on nights? Um, I'm nights, but by the time I go back from my time off, it'll be back to days. I got because we do two weeks. You do two weeks? Yeah. Fuck that. Well, two weeks isn't bad when you don't have to do overtime. Two weeks is bad. You're lying. I try. Well, I mean, I've worked the last time I worked two weeks. It was like you're doing two weeks and you're working sixty hours a week. So you'd have like one day of turnaround. So like your first day, like two bangs. It was a two bang kind of night. Which yeah. is super duper bad for you. I don't know. We we do a month, but doing the SWAT thing, it's like you train during the day twice a week or twice a month. Yeah, you're still flip flopping you a bunch. Yeah, you get call outs at like seven in the morning when you've had twenty minutes of sleep. So Ugh. it's kinda Dude, I'll just get sick. Honestly, the hardest part of my job is getting the shop to take my Tahoe and do my maintenance on it. <laughs> Twice I've gone. Yeah. With an appointment. Oh, gosh. We're full up for the day, man. We've got we've got guys who are, like, they see us ride up, and they're like, hey, go to the last bay, and they hook us up. No. Our guys know that they have the contract, mm. and as long as they finish the vehicles within, like, a week... Yeah, then there's like no repercussions. Yeah. There's no competition, so they don't care. Ugh, not good. But that's pretty much been my only frustration. <laughs> just, getting, <laughs> just getting the Tahoe worked on? Watching my oil percentage tick down and yeah, down and yeah. down. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm here to hear about Alaska. Yeah. Anything. So this episode, we're going to get into kind of the... Uh, kind of Alaska and Western adventures and then get into uh, backpacking and backpacking philosophy and plans for, you know, 24-hour trips, 48-hour trips. Um, so we're going to start with Bobby's last trip to Alaska, the last frontier. Yeah, so uh, what was it? It's been two weeks or been a week since I've been back now. Um, that was my third trip to Alaska where I finally had some time to actually do some Alaskan-ish things. So, uh, I mean, you were sending us pictures and you were like, it looked like like you were out there, out there. Well, I mean, you can be out there, out there and not really be out there. I mean, for my little East Coast, so, you know, Southeast mind. Yeah, it doesn't, uh, I mean, it's, it's desolate anyway. But, uh, so yeah, that was up. The pictures I sent you, well, I stayed in Anchorage, and then we, you know, we broke out from there. Uh, so pretty much what y'all saw was about an hour-ish north of Alaska, around the Wasilla area, to a place called Hatcher north, Pass. North of Anchorage? Yeah. Okay. So, a uh, place called Hatcher Pass uh, is where we actually got to finally knock out some uh, some backpacking, if you want to call it that. It was kind of, we ended up, weather wasn't really cooperating with us that well and a couple other things like people wanting to wear denim jeans with us. <laughs> so, <laughs> Bro, you're gonna, if you show up with jeans, you get yeah, left man, <laughs> Let me tell you, let we me tell you. Weather and Wranglers. <laughs> so, you know what? 
we'll we'll start with that because that is such a a pet peeve of mine. So. We'll get we'll get <laughs> actually get into like the cool locations and why you pick some of the spots, <laughs> and then we'll get into gear griping. So, so anyway, there is a so we had to be we had to stay basically stationary in, in Anchorage while we were there, and we didn't have but a couple days off to really get to do anything. Uh, so, obviously, looking at things. If you don't know what it is, All Trails is a is a really good app of looking up trails around the area that you're in, or you know you can obviously type in wherever you're going to be. It'll show you types of trails, the distance, the maps, the pictures, recent reviews, all that stuff. It's a great app to have. Um, so then from there, we just kind of discovered some really awesome places to go. I really wish we could have got to the end, but anyway, so went up to Hatcher Pass. Um, started on this one place called, uh, it was the Gold Mint Trail. It was like an 18 mile, 18 mile round trip, so nothing too crazy. That's a pretty solid overnight trip, if uh, everything goes right. Um, got there a little late in the day. Obviously, it stays daylight till damn near fucking midnight. So getting started late, it's not that bad of a not that bad of a thing, uh, but got about three and a half miles in. Weather kind of turned, looked a little shitty on us. So erring on the side of caution, we decided to come back out. So if you know anything, if you ever been to Alaska, or even if you haven't, May is still it still snows. It's Ugh. still Ugh. your daytimes can get you know they were in the mid 50s and it got down in kind of the lower 40s mm. but when the sun was out amazing weather but you still get some snow up in the elevation and there was still a chunk of snow on the ground so we got out there like i said we got about three and a half miles out and weather kind of looked crappy and basically where we were going you were you were down in a valley so you were going to get hounded with rain or snow or sleet or whatever you want to get uh so basically today that day we decided to turn around come out next day got back at it went to basically just one ridge over they kind of all lead to the same destination um you know you basically you stay flat till you reach the mountains you go up and there's you know some lakes and glaciers and some really cool stuff up there to see like an old bomber that crashed in the 50s an old super fortress um no shit oh yeah <laughs> sure as shit yeah it's like all the stuff in the bottom of Lake Murray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's on a mountain instead. Yeah. Yep. So, as you can tell, like, you know, as you know, I could show you pictures, but, well, pictures that I didn't take, but if others have taken that made it up there, you know, it was a really cool place, so I was really excited to try to get up there and check it out. Um, so that second day was a lot shorter distance-wise, but the, I think the terrain was going to be a little bit worse for us. It was a lot more hiking. And basically boulders that are covered in snow so mm. you can't see it's a good place to probably snap an ankle um mm. that day ended up being so let's see two well we crossed three avalanches so three avalanches knocked out the road to the trailhead so you had to like you had like a three mile trek through the snow just from the parking lot to get to the trailhead or another parking lot to get to the trailhead and once you got to the trailhead you're about five miles well about three miles from where you start to see elevation. Uh, 
we did so pretty much it took us a while because we're walking through snow with no snowshoes and it starts out about i don't know ankle to to calf depth of snow and then it turns into knee to waist level for the last like mile and a half we did if you're hiking it's no problem if you got your wranglers <laughs> no fucking problem if you have your wranglers i'll tell you yeah, that right now comfortable jeans oh yeah, yeah. real water can't even penetrate jeans. the wranglers either. <laughs> i can tell you that right now so not making it the first day was weather related not wrangler jean related yeah well the like wrangler jeans were there <laughs> the wrangler jeans were still there i think that was kind of part of it but so did the, said individual wear wranglers the whole time Oh, like yeah. Thing? Yeah. Well, it was. And even though it was made known to, like, not to wear jeans. And he suffered the whole time. So he knew better. But it became, like, a general purpose thing at the end. There's a story behind it. <clears throat> I'm leaving you as a trailhead if you show up and wrangle it. Trust me, I was not happy the second day. Because I really wanted to say the first day. But I was like, hey, look, you know, it is what it is. It's a group of us. If somebody's uncomfortable probably better off just turn around not everybody wants to rough it yeah know. so like 90 percent of the skeletons you find in the backcountry in alaska got wrangler jeans on yeah 20 dollar wranglers <laughs> and they're still wranglers. and they're still wet <laughs> they're still soaking wet so needless to say uh we pushed through and through some really you know shitty shitty snow like and plus so the whole like you're basically walking through a valley until you get to elevation. And on both sides, the trail we did before and this one is just covered in beaver ponds. So they flooded everything. You can't see anything. There's snow waist deep. So you're literally, luckily we decided to like make some hiking sticks and you're using it to plunge through the snow and then take a step. You plunge through the snow, take a step. Cause you're trying not to fall into said beaver pond or off of a dam or whatever into some fucking freezing ass cold water. Jeez. Not to mention, you know, that that whole area is, you know, like old mining equipment and shit like that. So I'm just scared that I'm going to fall in some fucking random ass mining shaft shaft or something (laughs) shit and just fucking plummet to my death. Uh, So... Needless to say, Wrangler Man had some cold feet issues that we had to take care of before we pressed on. Literally and figuratively. So not to mention, so we're dodging, we're dodging really shitty weather today, on this day. Way worse than it was the day previous. But we're getting lucky, and since it's our last day, we're kind of like, we'll be all right. We'll we'll just we'll just hunker down. Well, we burn up a good amount of time, like trying to get to get Wrangler's feet warm. And, uh, you know, boiling water for Nalgene bottles to warm them up. Hot hands, wrapping feet in down jackets and shit. Y'all should have donor partied his ass. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, I might have told him that. But, uh... (laughs) We're gonna gonna kill you and eat you out here. Yeah, yeah. If we didn't, so... First off, so, like, we flew out in a military plane. So, obviously, you can't carry any civilian weapons. So we had an advance party fly out. Basically, one guy like flew our weapons out there for us. So he had to actually leave early. So I'm out here with no fucking gun, by the way, in prime bear territory. And now these motherfuckers are awake and they're hungry as fuck. 
So I have one can of bear spray that the guy bought from fucking REI, way overpriced bear spray. So he wants to return it if we don't use it, right? It still has a fucking zip tie on the trigger. They're like, nah, man, you got to keep the zip tie on it so we can return it. So... Is this the same dude with the jeans? No, no, no. It was somebody else. It was somebody prior to that who decided they... So they went hiking the very first day, and he showed up with a bottle of bourbon, no jacket, and like a Goodwill sleeping bag. Sounds like you need new friends. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I didn't go on that adventure. When they're in your unit, it's kind of forced friends. <laughs> so, yeah, so Uncle Tony did one hike, and he was not... Uncle Tony. <laughs> yeah, he was not having it after that. So anyway, this is the guy that bought the bear spray, and he wants his money back if we don't use it. Oh, so I'm walking around with a can of bear spray. Not even a big can, either. Not even. It's like the eight-second can. That's all you get. It's like the little, it's pinking on a keychain. Close to it. You get like eight seconds of bear spray and that's fucking it. So here I am thinking like, man, I can't wait to get mauled through. Like this bear's going to pop out of the fucking bushes. And somehow I'm going to have to get my pocket knife out and cut this fucking zip tie. And then spray said bear in the face, probably as he's eating me. And not to mention like the day before, some dude got mauled. Like had his bear like bit him on top of the head type shit. So they got all their mulling in the day before. Maybe. Well, that was like 120 miles away, so there's obviously a metric fuck ton more hungry bears. But anyway, so trying to warm his feet up, and we're like, look, like we can always make camp, but we need to get up, you know, let's try to get up a little bit higher elevation. Maybe that'll help, kind of like with the bear situation. Like maybe there won't be so many up in this really mountainous fucking area, right? So warm them up. We start hiking elevation, realize that there's a lot more snow, and now we got to fuck with boulders and snow. And bears. Boulders, yeah. bears. At this point in time, fucking bears aren't, like, I'm trying to get to the top of this motherfucker. I have walked all day long through the snow. Did you see any bears? No. Oh, that's good. I saw some fucking ferret-looking thing mm. and some beavers. Ooh. That's the only two fucking things I've seen. <laughs> kind of like a muskrat? So I looked it up. It's like a mix. No, I'm shit you not. It looks like a fucking ferret. It's like a little bit bigger ferret. But it's not a muskrat. It's got some fucked up name. Fisher, <laughs> fisher cat? It's not a fisher either. Ooh. And it fucking, it fucking has like a whistle scream. Like I thought it was a bird. I thought it was like a grouse. That's terrifying. But his little ass will like run out in front of us, like fit on a rock and just fucking like whistle and then run off and like do it again. Like he's just letting everybody know that Dude, we that's, were there. That's probably like some like, native like thing where like if the little ferret thing is following you like you're doomed it could be it's probably like yo this dude in the wrangler is about to be food <laughs> he was probably scoping that's yeah. like that's like the lead the, the yeah. lead muskrat like, so, like, like the little dinosaurs <laughs> from Jurassic Park yeah it's like you just see the one and you're like oh yeah. that's fine and then there's like a hundred of those little bastards yeah, like the little fucking like, dinosaur chickens yeah <laughs> I mean, they're fucking... not going to be able to bite through those Wranglers, so... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Who's the idiot now? <laughs> those are fucking Alaskan yeah, parent-proof. It's, it's just his legs left. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, uh... We climb this fucking massive... fucking hill thing and get to the top. And as we're sitting thing. up there... Yeah, I mean, it was... I mean, I'm not calling it a mountain because it was kind of like stood by itself. So, get up there... 
I'm like, dude, we're two and a half miles out. So I am all about, and Kyle's trying to shoot insect with a salt gun. Yeah. It's a slug. <laughs> Like it was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, get the top. We're two and a half miles out. I'm ready to push. There's anything, anything Kyle can shoot. Weather looks like shoot. shit. Oh, oh shit! He's oh. even got the C clamp on oh. the saw gun. <laughs> Look at him. Oh my god. There's so. Dude, we just watched a slug get murdered. Jesus. Oh man. Might be the coolest thing I've seen today. It so took Kyle. His head clean off. <laughs> <laughs> So Kyle has one of those uh, one of those salt guns that you see on TV that they're like blasting flies with. Well, it's, it's loaded with Himalayan pink salt too. Ooh. So I'm not a bitch. <laughs> the double alt of the salt world. The double the double alt salt. So anyway, sorry, I kind yeah. of derailed us there for a minute. I didn't know what the fuck you're about to blast. Do we always have to have a fucking? We call it. We're gonna dub it the the deputy ADD moment because like I've got them, you've got them, Brewers got them. What a stone cold killer you are! Stone, Good fucking shot though. Stone. It was. Cold I like the C clamp on the salt gun. Thank you. <laughs> the form was train, perfect. Train how you fight, right? <laughs> Good lord, Jeez, man. Louise. Only thing you're missing were Wranglers. <laughs> Dude, if you had Wranglers on, it would have been perfect. It would have been better. So get up there. We're close. I'm all for it. I was like, dude, worst comes to worst, we set up camp. You stay You stay in the tent. We'll go have fun. You warm the fuck up. Your pants aren't going to dry, but maybe you can dry some fucking socks off. Well, the call decision was made by Wrangler that we need to turn around. <laughs> 10 out of 10, not having a good time. Oh, we, we need to turn around. Duh. So you could go two and a half miles up and see one of the most amazing views you could ever see once in a lifetime in Alaska, or you could go back the five miles we walked, well, the over the five miles we walked through the snow. Well, we were going the five miles back through the snow to get back to the car. Then we decided to try to, you know, divert and go around the absolutely fucking just hellacious deep snow. We're going to skirt up kind of the side of this valley and go that way. Welp, let me tell you how that went. Was it deeper? No, it wasn't deeper, but now it is an underground stream that is covered with boulders Mm. and branches. So you're walking the whole time and you can't see the water, but you can hear it. And then you see holes of where you could step in and die or getting paled by a branch, roll an ankle, and get left in the snow. Y'all should have pushed your homeboy in and finished the hike. You're nicer than I am, man. Oh, Two and a if half you miles didn't think to the top if you didn't think I wasn't home. bitching on the way back, you're wrong. No, fuck that guy. You can hike back by himself. So on the way on the way back, now I'm pissed. I'm tired. I'm just hauling ass through this snow. Not giving a shit about what my my gators are doing on my feet, keeping the snow out. They kind of loosen up. Kind of pull up over my boots. Now I'm getting snow in my boots. Now my feet are wet. Now I'm pissed. <laughs> so I just start hauling ass. I start leaving them. I was like, 
I got the bear spray, so hopefully they get y'all. <laughs> <laughs> like, they got sticks, so hope you're good with those fucking sticks. Needless to say, you know, my feet start to get cold. I got to stop and change socks real fast, and we, we make it back and get done. Of course, you know, his fucking Wranglers are soaking wet. And, uh, you know, we're done. So, did you, did you make him go out in the Wranglers, too, or did you let him change? Well, he didn't bring any clothes. He didn't bring any extra clothes. So not only did you just bring Wranglers, he didn't even bring another pair. This dude sounds like a fucking idiot. And he, he's, a, he's like an E6 in the Army, right? Yeah. Okay. That doesn't mean he can't be a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, but still, man. Just a little, so bit, either way, either a way. little bit of hope. At least bring another pair of pants. So we've tried to, you know, we've tried to steer him <clears> in the right direction. But he bought pants the day after. He was like, I'm never wearing jeans again. I was like, good. Because no shit. I'll never talk to you if I ever see you wearing jeans again. <laughs> I'm never wearing jeans again. I'm never taking you hiking again. <laughs> yeah. Fuck like what you wear. Well, so we'll back up to a couple months ago. I call him up and say, hey, man, going to Pisgah. Going to go for a hike. Going to recon some mountain bike trails. Check them out. Oh, Pisgah's nice. So, uh, you know, you want to tag along? Yeah, yeah man, I'll come. He goes up to Pisgah a lot. So, calls me up and says, hey, man. Do I need to wear jeans or something else? Like, do not wear jeans. So prior to this, it has been... So there's stable. already like a like a backstory to it. Yeah. Like, like he should already wear, know better. Don't wear yeah. fucking jeans, right? He didn't wear jeans, but he decides to wear jeans in Alaska. Now, he was miserable the very first day they got there when they hiked. Then it became a general purpose like, oh, y'all want to make fun of me for wearing jeans? I'm going to wear jeans again. And then, because the second day of hiking wasn't that bad because we didn't get that far in, I'm going to wear jeans again for general purpose. Oh, no. You got us. You're going to get hypothermia Now, we've also mentioned that, like... I have more general respect for Alaska than that. You know what I'm saying? If it's, like, if I'm going somewhere that I've... Like, if I'm outside of the southeast and, and, and we're going on wilderness adventures... I'm doing whatever I need to do to like optimize my effectiveness I'll or wear, my enjoyment. Like I won't wear jeans in the fucking Congaree swamp. It's all paved with cornwall. Right, just uncomfortable. Right, right. like. So we even talked about like, hey man, let's uh let's all go buy a pair of gators. I mean, dude, we'll go find some used pairs. If you can't find some used pairs, we'll buy a cheap pair. That's what I ended up doing. I ended up because I was like, I don't ever fucking use gators. So, I'll buy like a cheap pair, and that's what I did. And they were fucking amazing, obviously, until I walked back through the fucking snow and didn't give a shit. But, now I'm not going to buy no fucking gators. I've never well, worn gators before. Is it worth it? That was the first time. I grew up in New Hampshire, and I've never worn gators. It was worth it. There, was, worth it? there was fucking no snow in my boots the whole two days we hiked out until I got it. I mean, I was walking in, you know... Like I was talking about, like over my knee. Yeah. As long as you kept them tight, like at the bottom, and they were cheap ones, so they didn't have like bungee on the bottom. Right. So snow could come up, but if you kept them tight to your boots. So y'all, y'all didn't have snowshoes though. I was no, had, no when snow I was, shoes. When I was in New Hampshire, we always had snowshoes, yeah. so I never, I never really needed the gators. No snowshoes, and we didn't have a reason to have any crampons either. So it was strictly mm-hmm. just some hiking boots and uh, some gators. But either way, two trips, 
Both were failures. And I think that was probably the first time. It was time. made up for some of the breweries you went to, though. Did go to a lot of those. Drank a lot of beer to get over the failures. Yeah. Say, my friend's a giant cunt, but at least the beer was <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, uh, So that was probably the first time I've ever turned around on a trail. That I've let some trail, like, fucking beat my ass. I can remember mine. I was nine years old. It was the first time I tried to climb Mount Washington. And we got probably... I think we got to the base of Tuckerman's Ravine, which is like four or five miles into the hike. I was not wearing hiking boots. Like, I was a ten-year-old kid. I don't think I had hiking boots. I had, like, little kid sneakers, like the Skechers that light up or some shit like that. Okay, mountain sketchers. Yep. And we turned around because I cried because I was eight. <laughs> and it's like the hardest hike in New England. <laughs> and that's, I think, I want to say that's the only time I've turned around on a hike. Yeah, that was that was my first time. And uh, I'll tell you what, I've done shit. I mean, how many times am I dipping out of the house and be like, all right, dude, head to Pisgah, be back later. Um, Pisgah's up like Joe Cassie Gorge area, right? Uh, you go a little past it. So Pisgah's actually is huge. It's actually broken into, you have the Ranger District, which is just above, well, it is in Brevard. So Brevard, North Carolina, then it goes up. So you have, the that's the Ranger District. The lower district is the Ranger District. It's also about 30 minutes away from DuPont State Forest. Then you go on up into the Grandfather District where you have like Linville Gorge, Table Rock, and all that, which is another amazing place is Linville Gorge if you've never been. Um, and then it continues. So that's, you know, from Brevard, which is just, you know, not far across the state line, all the way up to past Asheville. Um, the Last time we were up that way, it was my fiance's first time backpacking, like doing an actual like hiking carry all your shit, camp, and hike back out. So I wanted her to have a good time. It was supposed to be like a two-mile hike, nothing bad. So I was like, I'll take pretty much all the weight. So I'm, I took my, my Marine Corps pack, and I've got like 120 pounds on my back. I was, like, oh. I was like, I want her to enjoy herself no matter how much I suffer so that she wants to go again. And I mean, it worked. She's hooked. She, has, she enjoys it now. But... Ended up being a storm the week prior that washed the whole trail out from the trailhead we were going to go from. So we had to go to a different trailhead that made it like a four and a half mile hike. And it was like four miles of downed trees and shit. And I've got like all of our camping gear on my back and an entire liter of Jim Beam. <laughs> so we were there for the whole weekend. We planned a bunch of side hikes and like we'll climb to we'll climb this mountain we'll do that i sat in a chair by the fire for two days and drank that entire <laughs> bottle of jim Beam because i was fucking dead and i knew if i didn't finish it i had to carry all that whiskey out true yeah i usually uh i take at least a flask of something and uh yeah i had a that's, I had that's a, a sleep medicine I had a six. I had a six pack of Coke 
glass a glass liter of Jim Beam and ah, fuck me I can't even remember what else but a lot of shit like a frozen gallon Ziploc bag of chili what the (laughs) (laughs) it was don't think you miss his fucking Wranglers Right? <laughs> I was like, I have my minimalist hiking times where, like, I want my pack to be as light as possible. And I have this time, was like, I want my fiance to be as comfortable and happy as possible. So I was like, I'm going to slay myself for four miles so she can have a good time. So she wants to still go camping with us. And it worked out. I mean, that's the biggest thing is getting people started is you have to go. You have to make it enjoyable. So, Or if it's terrible... There has to be at least an amazing view at the end of wherever you're going. Yeah. So we eased her into it. Our first one was drive-in camping. And I brought, like, every blanket we had because it was fall. And we were at Joe Cassie at the lake. I brought an air mattress. Like, we drove in. It was about as close to being in a house when you're sleeping in a tent as you could be. Second time, boated to an island. So we left the air mattress, but still brought a lot of the nice stuff. Third time, hiked in. I carried as much as I could, but it was a little bit less. So kind of like dip her toes in, and then like the third time, push her, just push her into the lake. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's how, I don't know. I've learned a lot of my lessons from backpacking, from just like, we want to kind of roll with this shit and see how it goes. I've about frozen to fucking death. Um... <laughs> Like, not bringing enough, or, you know, I, I don't know, I try to be as minimalist as I can, but I've had some interesting times out. And, I mean, honestly, that's how I've learned a lot of my stuff, and, like, why I have certain gear that I have now, but to me, it's, to me, it's all worth it. Um, I think I got big into it. I mean, I always liked to camp. And, you know, I hiked a little bit, but I think I really dove deep into it. Like 2000 and like 16 is like sort of when I really got into it. And since then, it's been a huge part of what I do because I hate, I love it for one, it's a great way to work, get a workout in. It's a way to clear your mind, get away, especially when it's hot as fuck. Go up there and sit in a cold ass river, chill out, take the dog. Get to see some shit you don't ever see in here in this hot ass South Carolina fucking Midlands area. Yeah, not a lot of nice things to see in Columbia. No, not at all. I mean, if you want to see swamps, you can go to Congaree. Yeah, or like crackheads. Or crackheads. You can go to most of the city. Sometimes you can see crackheads in Congaree. Yeah, rare though. Yeah. They'll drown. Usually, they're, usually they're running from the police. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess. Uh, well, hell, I'll talk about. So, what was it last last October? I finally got to go to. I finally got to go to a school that I've always wanted to go to that the army has, and it's their uh, basic mountaineering or mountain warfare school that the army puts on up in Vermont. And uh, probably the best school I've ever attended in the Army and from everybody else will tell you that was there or has been in the course in the past. They did uh, 
it is probably the best army course there is. Um, it's stupid physically demanding. I, uh, I can't tell you a day I didn't bitch because we were carrying fucking packs, you know, up fucking mountains 10 miles a day in shitty ass Vermont weather. Where I will tell you right now, they have the slipperiest fucking roots and leaves that yeah. you've ever seen. Bro, I grew up in New Hampshire. It's like Vermont, but dude. it's not upside down. So, dude, Chuck Norris with his fucking sniper rifle. You know the what? fucking... Uh, Look at the map, dude. Vermont's <laughs> fucking upside down. Right. Dude, you ever see the old, uh, the old Chuck Norris video where he's like sniping motherfuckers? And they just like, they'll cut to a scene where he's like shooting and motherfuckers are just falling. Yeah. Like off the bikes downstairs. <laughs> That's how it felt all day, every day. With heavy ass packs. That's my childhood. You're carrying, man. you know, you're carrying climbing gear, so all your carabiners and harnesses and rope and everything. And amazing course, learned a lot. Stupid. I mean, it, it was physical. It was an ass kicker. And I think uh, that's where in there they teach you how to. Only course I've ever been. I've been in the army for a long time, and somebody finally taught me the proper way to wear and layer the shit the army gives you, or the military in general. And it would blow your mind. Go in depth of how your sleep system works, everything. And the cadre there, insanely just knowledgeable. I think the, there's only one new guy there, the rest have been there at least 10 years teaching, and the army sends them all over the world to climb. So. So it's basically the arm, like the Marine Corps has a similar thing, it's in Bridgeport. Yep, yep. And uh, it, it was a great time. So I learned a lot there, and that's where I really learned about certain things to have, bring, do, uh, and learned about the physical conditioning part of it. And then kind of got me slightly hooked on rock climbing that I haven't got to do since I left. I did a little bit when I, I was growing up. I liked it, but it was kind of, it was never like a priority. Like, it was cool yeah. if I got the chance to go along with somebody, I mean, but it was kind of... I don't have gear, obviously, because gear can get kind of pricey. Um, we don't have the greatest places to go around here, obviously, besides a climbing gym. Yeah, or you drive four hours. Yeah, I'm not going to be able... I am not good enough or even really know how to... Hang on, something just you know, fucking fell from the sky in my backyard. I don't know what that was. If it's a squirrel, I'm gonna kill him. It's not a squirrel. He can live. So anyway, uh, and I'm not gonna do lead climbing. I'm gonna do a top. I'm gonna be a top rope guy. So, but either way, I haven't really got a chance to do too much of it. Hopefully, I will someday. Um, but definitely learned a lot of good stuff from that, and then realized that. You're never going to get better at hiking until you do it. And that's the only way to condition your body because you use all kinds of stabilizing muscles that you don't use yeah. from running on a treadmill or running outside or biking or any of that shit. I will say the two workouts, especially when I was getting ready for infantry officer's course, the two that helped me the most for hikes, calf raises, and I would do a stair climber like every day. That's the only thing that ever helped me with hiking. Running, all that shit never helped. 
It doesn't. And then really too, like you're moving, you think about it, you're strapping a, a minimum of probably 50 pounds on your back. You're climbing over rocks, you're climbing over logs, you're bending and moving with all kinds of weight on your back and different, you know, probably different footwear than you're used to wearing and everything else. So you work all kinds of body muscles that you're not used to doing. What's the longest you've done non-military? Probably, so I've done, what was it? Done a, my longest would be three days. Three days without going back to the truck. Which is not, I mean, that's that's not crazy. Um, but yep, did that. I've done that up in uh, Linville Gorge in North Carolina. Okay. So we had, I was blessed to go to a weird high school. Like, my winter sport was snowboarding. And when I was a junior, we did seven days off-trail winter camping in Maine. So we're like, it's like ground tarps and roof tarps. Okay. Like lean-to shelters, bushwhacking in snowshoes for seven days and that was it was one of those things where you're like you're a high schooler so you're gonna bitch the whole time but looking back at it now it was pretty fucking awesome like we're breaking ice off of streams to get our water and that was definitely the first time i learned the importance of butter and snickers bars it's like it's like zero degrees and you're sitting in your sleeping bag just shaking like like there's no way i'm gonna sleep tonight just shivering like even with a hot water bottle down at your feet you just like winter rated sleeping bags all that shit just shivering and there's like four other dudes in there and you're all shivering and then one of our teachers comes walking around with a big bag of snickers bars hands you a little bite-sized snickers bar you eat that bitch, and you can feel it hit your stomach, and you can feel the heat radiate back through your body. Just that sugar warming you up. I've definitely learned, I think, so obviously it's the majority of my, the majority of my backpacking happens in North Carolina. And it can still get, people don't think about it, but it still gets cold as fuck up there. Especially in the winter. So I've learned probably the reason I base a lot of my gear purchases and stuff like that on and I have upgraded a lot of shit is because it's miserable to go camping in the summer here. It's fucking hot. But oh, then, yeah. So you kind of want to go in the winter, but then you run into it still gets cold as fuck. Especially if you're going like North Carolina or like Jocassi area. Yeah, so I remember a couple years ago where I really learned a lesson on a lot of shit. Uh was going to go up to Linville Gorge to camp for the weekend. Though we had a, it's actually a time that we had like a southeastern like snow and ice storm. It was supposed to be single digits in Linville Gorge. Like, ah, eh, maybe we'll stay a little shy of that, right? <laughs> so go to Caesar's Head, which is right across from Jocassi. Yep. I'll be all right here. I was fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> getting to where we're going, set up camp. We're not far from a stream, uh, and it starts 
to fucking get cold. I have a, obviously since I live down here and I'm not made of money, I have one tent at the time. It's a three season, not fucking rated for the winter. Um, at the time, had the ex-girlfriend with me, thought she was prepared, was not fucking prepared at all either. So get there, it drops down into single digits, cold as fuck. At this time, I didn't know anything about, you know, putting boiling water in an algae at the bottom of your sleeping bag, you know, none of that shit. Didn't know about, you know, maybe I should put my water purifier in my bag as well so it doesn't freeze. <laughs> maybe I should have water before hand so I don't have to go break ice in the stream. You know, I was fine pretty much, or, you know, not having a good enough sleeping pad to insulate you. So the night comes around, time to go to sleep. I'm relatively warm. I have enough clothes. My sleeping bags, eh, it's okay. It's a 20-degree bag. Definitely not fucking rated for single digits, if you know anything about sleeping bags. Oh, yeah. So, remember going to sleep that night? And the ex at the time is literally on the verge of hypothermia. Can't sleep. All I hear is a sleeping pad rustling around. It is just fucking obnoxious. So now I can't sleep. Mm. It got to the point, I had to bust out the emergency blanket that I kind of keep in my first aid. The, one of the few first aid things that I keep like the little, when I go in like the Like the little alien blanket? Yeah. Little, the little fucking tinfoil. space blanket? Yeah, the, the space blanket. <laughs> the tinfoil fucking, you know, I'm, I've lost all my blood shock blanket. And uh, so then get her in that. So then the rest of the night, apparently that wasn't good enough. So I had to listen to the rest of the night what sounded like a raccoon got stuck in a fucking <laughs> box of fucking tinfoil the rest of the night. Wake up the next morning, I'm like, oh, I'm going to boil some water and, you know, make my mountain house breakfast. Water purifier, frozen shut. No, no, you're not. <laughs> frozen, absolutely just frozen shut. And uh, from that was the one trip that taught me, it taught me an absolute, just a lot of stuff about having proper, proper gear. So was that the trip that you learned kind of the most from? I mean, that's how you... So, I will put it to you. The first time that I thought I was going to go into Pisgah in, like, March and be completely fine, I took the hammocks. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Until you have a sleeping bag in a hammock, you will freeze your fucking balls off. Oh, yeah. That's like And a... also, a two-person Eno is not rated for two motherfuckers. Yeah, it's like 250 pounds. You're small. Well, you it's not even that. Pounds. It's just, like, you can't fit two people in that shit comfortably. You can, but you gotta, it's got to be, like, well, a normal-sized dude and, like, a really little girl. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're so little, really little woman. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, why can't, it be, why can't it be a little man and a large woman? Fair. It could be. Could be three midgets. But let's Ooh. be honest. When's the last time a fat chick went hiking? Come on. Facts. Well, you see them. They don't last long. <laughs> you see them for about like a half a mile. Yeah. yeah. They're with Wrangler Man. Yeah, so, they are with Wrangler Man. So, yeah. you, so I learned then like... Okay, this time of the year is a tent year. This time of year is a hammock year. Because sleeping sacks to backs in a fucking hammock nuts is not... Fu- yeah, nuts to butts is not fucking comfortable. Yeah, not fun. So that one and then that trip, I learned a lot. I learned so, some 
funny lessons from so that same winter camping trip we had a lot of Korean and Japanese exchange students who had like most of them came from like Seoul or like the major cities hadn't spent any time in the woods so first night we're out there they're like we're gonna let you guys set your shelters up how you want because we want you to learn the less like learn your lessons we paid no attention to wind direction no attention to the weather or anything like that we woke up about I was in the middle. I was smart. I slept like dead center of like the four dudes we had in our shelter. So I was protected. I woke up, pushed our tarp off my face because it had snowed about a foot. And I like, I was suffocating. So I pushed it up <laughs> off my face. And I was, cold, I was cold. So I sat up and looked around to see what was going on. I looked to my left and I'll never forget this kid. He was funny. He was a good dude. His name was Sun. He was from Seoul, South Korea. I sit up and look to my left. <laughs> There's about a two and a half foot snow drift <laughs> over the top of sun because <laughs> we had not paid attention to the wind direction. <laughs> so I look over and I'm like, oh shit, he's dead. <laughs> so I like I didn't want to I didn't want to pull my arms out of my sleeping bag because I was cold. So I was like, sun. Sun. And I see him open his eyes, and <laughs> the look of sadness in Sun's face <laughs> is something I've never been able to replicate for the rest of my life. The Sun has regret had regretted his exchange program to the United States more than he ever had in his entire life at that moment. And I saw him sit up and shake about two feet's worth of fresh snow off of him. And he also forgot to put his boots inside his sleeping bag. Ooh, that'll do it too. Yep. Those are frozen. Something. I forgot to put my pants inside my sleeping bag that first night, and they could stand on their own. <laughs> Were they jeans? Um, they Wranglers? No. So they provided us with like the nicest ah, winter camping gear that you could get. Even better. And it still sucked. <laughs> but it was cool. Um, the other one was... So they all, they all came up with like their English names because it was hard to pronounce their their names. So all of them, like, so we had, like, son, there was a kid that picked Dragon for his name. Fuck. Yes. Um, yeah, that's what, that's fucking it, metal as shit. That's was what there I would pick. <laughs> was, call me Nighthawk. Yeah, fucking. You gotta call me Dragon. There was Dragon. He didn't look like he was a dragon. Um, but this one like kid. He's a putty. This, this one kid chose Bill. That was his, that was his American name was Bill. Um, and he looked like the type of kid that would choose Bill for his American name, like super timid, skinny kid. He ended up with frostbite on two of his fingers. Jesus and Christ. So he what? didn't, and didn't tell anyone. He was just like, just put it in his glove because his gloves were soaked. That's oh, why he yeah. ended up with frostbite. He's like, I'll just warm it up on the fire. <laughs> but what he didn't understand was his gloves were wet. He had no feeling in his fingers. So he put his gloves super close to the fire to warm his hands up and ended up steam cooking his fingers like a lobster. <laughs> so basically boiled the water in his gloves, which steamed two of his fingers. And his pointer finger, when I saw him, because he got snowmobile evac'd, which, yeah, because we were, we were off trail, so they had to come get us in snowmobiles if we got fucked up. I saw his finger at the end of the hiking trip because we had like a little ceremonial dinner. No, but it was about the size of a cucumber. Oh, shit. Yeah, it does swell. <laughs> shit does swell. 
Yeah. And that shit hurts like a motherfucker when it saws back out. Yeah, so I learned Allegedly, a lesson from Bill. Really uh, and then Fucking I learned Bill. a lesson in resiliency from... Dude's actually... Uh, he's a Maine State game warden now. Um, his name was Michael McKnight. Dude was country as you can be. Short little dude. But about as country as you can get. We were walking down to the river to get water in the morning and we see one of the instructors coming and I look at I'm looking at him I'm like what's in his lip he's got like the fattest dip you've ever seen in his lip and we're like six, for 15 warmth. or 16 at the time and he's like oh shit is someone coming opens his can of dip and he goes to like spit it to save it for later goes Spits the dip into the can, but he spits too hard, so all the other dip that's in the can... I'll just go in his ass? He yes! Gets, he gets the blowback yes. in his face, so he's, <laughs> he's just covered in dip. <laughs> he's trying to wash it off in the river. Ended up getting away with it, but that man was always prepared. He had like a <laughs> log and a half with him for the trip. Oh, yeah. And I yeah, said, I'd say that'll take us into... Equipment, or does that say environment? Aaron Aaron wrote the notes, so we're a little bit <laughs> on the fence about what it says, except the dig in the bottom. I drew that. So, environment. Yeah. So, well, I'll talk about like so. You so you've obviously done a lot more winter camping than I've done, or winter backpacking, whatever you want to call it. Because um, I don't call what I've. I mean, yeah, it's balls fucking cold sometimes, but. Not not that bad. Um, so yeah, I pick if we want to talk about equipment. I pick shit to the time of the year depends on what I'm bringing, uh, or you know how many days how many days it is. So time of day, time of day. So the time of the year, and then how long I'm going. And I know so, you've obviously done some long stalking hunting trips so we we've done elk the last two years but when we do that we usually stay in a cabin so we're not doing like yeah my neighbor's kids are fucking lunatics man (laughs) um we'll stay noise we'll stay in a cabin because uh sounds like you got i mean shit my dad's like my dad's in his 60s and he comes with us and we're we're like off trail bushwhacking for 12 hours a day so it's good to have a place for him to go back to to stay but i think my high school years was the most time other than the marine corps that i've spent sleeping in the field colorado is interesting in september though because you have like that's the most clothing i i have ever put in a pack for a day hike Cause you wake up in the morning and it's 30s 40s and by noon it's like 75 fucking degrees out it's obnoxious <laughs> well it's even you know even in alaska it's it was lower 40s at night but still in like the 50s in the day but when you start to walk you're sweating your ass off yeah so i'm in a t-shirt and pants i'm sweating my fucking ass off so in my bag, I got like a down jacket. I got an, another like thermal layer. Actually, I had like two. Th- I had like a waffle top. Yep. And then like a tight fitting compression shirt. And then I always carry 
fucking socks and an extra pair of pants in case I got wet. Because um, I was going mad at my last trip. Only one with an extra change of clothes and the only one that brought more than one extra pair of socks. Because there's one thing I fucking hate and that is cold goddamn feet. And these are military guys. Well, the one guy, so the other guy, he's 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 grown up doing it, but very minimalist because we didn't, we were not expecting to be out there even as long as we were. It was one night. He had the proper gear, so even if he, we weren't getting in such a bad shape as Wrangler man. So every time I pack for a hike, whether it's even if I'm walking like an hour in to stay in a deer stand. I pack my pack to where I assume I'm going to get lost. I pack as as if I were going to get lost and have to be out there for a week. So I bring a med kit, tourniquets, at least three different ways to make a fire, um, some kind of food. I mean, I'll have a gun with me so I can get food, but... The way, I've, the way I see it, if you plan to be out there for multiple days, like not comfortably, but alive, if you yeah. get lost, you'll be fucking okay. Um, I mean, that's how I do, like even my overnights. I pack remotely the same thing. The only thing, I, the only thing that changes is the amount of food. Yeah. Um, always have your basic hygiene stuff, you know, roll of toilet paper, a little bit of toilet paper, baby wipes. Um, First day set, so shit for blisters. Uh, maybe a bandage here or two, yeah. in case something you know, I fall that's, down that's, and break a fucking leg or something. Um, and that's the thing. I've never had issues with fucking blisters. I still bring a blister. Blister. I do kit. too. I do too. I've not gotten blisters, but I bring moleskin and yeah. and bandages. Because uh, the the fucking one time it happens and you don't have the shit, you're gonna be, be miserable for miserable. like three fucking yep. days. Exactly. It's um, fucking terrible. What's in y'all's blister kit, though? Moleskin. Because I know what you and me used pre-Marine Corps all the time. So I bring moleskin, almost never use it, because I usually, at this point, my feet are like fucking hooves, so I never get <laughs> blisters on my heels. The places I get blisters are fucking weird. Like, I'll get them between toes and shit. So I bring athletic tape. And I'll just fuck. I'll just wrap a toe in athletic tape if it starts to blister. We always duct tape. And usually that works. So I have moleskin, athletic tape, band aids, body glide. And I think that's that's honestly pretty much it. You got anything different? I mean, I usually carry so moleskin, tegaderm bandages. Um, Fucking what now? (laughs) 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 Yeah, tegaderm's like those. uh, They're like a huge clear bandage. Uh, but I they're only you. sticky on like kind of the outside. I was um, say that was a lot of syllables. Yeah, so they're 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 actually. I mean, honestly, they work really great with moleskin. So you put your moleskin on and you put it over it. Okay. And it kind of, or you do, or kind of vice versa. Um, and then with that, like, I always try to have a, always try to have a tourniquet, obviously, just in case because yeah. shit can get weird. Um, and then like athletic, I always bring athletic tape, some band aids. I have like a triangle bandage in there in case I fall and snap my fucking clavicle. I can make a sling. Yeah. Um. So there's that. I think uh, <clears throat> dig into equipment. I always have. So let's just see. I'm trying to think here of 
something I always take. So always have water purifier. Yep. Um, I don't use tablets because they fucking taste like shit. But I guess they're not a bad thing to have. I bring so I'll bring tablets just because they're light. Yeah. That's like fucking. So I bring one one of the bottles of the purifier tablets and then one of the bottles of the. It's like a combination. So you do the purifiers and then there's another tablet that you can put in to make them taste less like shit. Yeah. There's a so I, I strictly have a basically it's a it's a charcoal filter. Yeah. Um, it's a pumping charcoal filter, so I can fill up a I can fill up a Nalgene bottle and. Is it the Sawyer? Is this a Sawyer pump? No, it's not. No, it's a it's a um, catadine pump. Those Sawyer like squeezes just take too fucking long. I'm not a fan. Like the one I have, like even comes with a uh, a plug just for an Nalgene bottle. It float, You just throw the one in in the water. It's got a little flotation piece with a filter on it. You don't got to worry where it goes. Just throw it in there, and you can do. You can fill up Camelbacks and Nalgene bottles fast. We had a friend that had a. It looked like a almost like a fucking giant Capri Sun, but like a suck bottle. The Sawyer, the the Sawyer squeezes. It, but it was There's like a few a, other ones that make them too. But we, you could literally just fill fill the bag up and just hang it up, and yep. it would. Like gravity feed. Through. I think the company that makes mine actually makes one too, and you just let it you just let it drip. Um, as long as you, I mean, if you're if you think ahead enough, it's it works. That's kind of how those Sawyer squeezes is too. You hook them up to like a platypus. But I don't know if you know. I don't know if you ever seen them. They look like a giant. They're like a seven hundred fifty milliliter Capri Sun bag is what they yeah. look like with like a sport a sport drink. Yeah, like the pull out top you know, or whatever. Yeah, and you just like hook one of those to it, hang it upside down, or squeeze it through it, yep. and it filters your water. Never really been a huge, huge fan. Like mine does take up some room, but it is what it is. It filters shit out fast. Um, always have that. Always, I always carry a lighter, fire starter. What do you leather. carry for a fire starter? I use, there's some shit I'll go, I mean, I've bought stuff before. I've, like, basically shredded up fat lighter and taken with me. Um, I've taken cotton balls and Vaseline, uh, lint out of the dryer. What else have I used? A couple different things. There's a lot of that stuff you can, like, the, uh, they sell them. Actually, uh, Matchlight makes it. It's, like, coiled up. It looks like wood shreds that they basically compress together and it was like a it's in like a spiral yep. those work fucking great and they don't weigh anything so you can just throw them in your bag i was looking at we went to rei today i was looking at some of them most of them are just like wood chips and oil but i carry same as you i carry a lighter waterproofed but you get a good bick dude i've thrown those off cliffs before when they've been wet and you pick them up like three days later and they'll light yeah so i'll carry i have the Sometimes I'll, so I have like a, you know, the old school, like orange tube, like waterproof lighter tube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have it duct taped to a ball of like the old, the, uh, the green military issue, like ball of hand sanitizer. So I like, have them taped together. So I'll always have a little bit of both. <laughs> and if I really need to, I can use, you know, you can light the hand sanitizer. Yeah. Um, and then I also have like a, I forget who makes it. It's just nothing more than a flint wheel on a cap yep. and you unscrew it and it's got basically wheels they look like little polishing wheels covered in like a petroleum jelly so I can use just a flint wheel to like light my camp stove with my lighter to size the crap out 
I usually take I take my jet boil most of the time and that's got its own igniter I take at least one lighter and then I got Supermoto when I was younger and bought like the Bear Grylls edition Gerber like oh, magnesium yeah. flint so oh, it's like yeah. the orange and black fancy one yep. fucking high speed as shit so I got that that I carry with me I mean, there's a lot of the times I don't build a fire, whether you, you're not supposed to wherever you're going or because of, you know, fire conditions. Yeah. Um, or I'm just too busy hiking. I just don't have fucking time. Um, but, like, my camp stove doesn't have its own igniter, so I have to figure that shit out. Just because I, I never liked how jet boils were, like, this fucking kit, and they're fucking so big. I, so I like it. The only issue is I didn't read the directions. And I got a stainless steel percolator that we bring camping, and I tried to heat it with my jet boil. But you're only supposed to heat the jet boil cup yep. on a jet boil, so the reflective heat. And I hope they don't listen because I'm going to send it back and try to get a new one. But <laughs> um, the reflective heat off of the percolator melted the sides of the burner for my jet boil. So now my jet boil doesn't fit as a kit because it's all like yeah. warped and blown out. <laughs> Um, I hate to fucking pitch REI because their shit's expensive as fuck, but they sell a handheld stove and it breaks down to like the size of a fucking beer can. It doesn't come with a pot or anything like that, but it's the same thing, butane stove, and it's like, I mean, like no shit less than the size of a baseball and it hooks up to a stove. We use those a few times. So I use, uh, I use, it's an Optimus folding Stove, so like it, you know, the little iso, the isopropane little bottles that you use. Basically, it folds up and collapse, fits in that contour on the bottom in a little pouch, and then bungees over the lid of it. Yep. So basically, your whole camp stove setup is the size of just one of those bottles. Is it like, so it's got, does it have like three basically rests for the pot? So that, yeah, you fold them out. out. So mine is like, yeah. mine's not bad. It's like, a, it's a little bit heavier than some of like the MSRs or Snow Peaks. You fold the little legs out, but mine actually collapses even farther than that and bends up and fits like in that little bottom contour piece. And then if I really wanted, if I take the bowl out of my cooking set and drop it in, I can take my whole pot, put the lid on, throw my lighters and other things in the pot too and have everything together. I've uh, I've been meaning to get one like that because like, I like fantastic. my jet oil for like, I mean like coffee and bougie camping or like cup of soup or something, but... It is a lot to carry. I mean, I use it a lot. So that's that was one of the things why I didn't go with the jet boil. There's way better. There's some way better options out there, like the Optimus or MSRs. Yeah. So mine was a gift. Well, you can't argue with that. Yeah. I mean, um, if it's free, I'll fucking take it. I've pieced together pretty much everything I've owned from going everything from, well, I want this one because it's it weighs less than the other ones, or this one has a better warranty than the other ones. I spend a metric fuck ton of money at REI. And the main I, reason is I can take some shit back if I don't fucking like it. Have you ever been on the climb? Mm -mm. So I don't even. It's been a few years since I looked at it, but it's climb spelled with a Y. And it's like you have to like give them your email to have a membership, but it's it doesn't cost you anything to be a member. And literally everything on their site is like twenty five percent off or more. So kind of like an expert voice or expert whatever they call it nowadays the closest thing i would compare it to like a govx type yeah thing. yeah that's what i'm talking about it's uh 
That's where I got my backpacking pack. I got like an outdoor like 3000 or whatever. I think that's what it is. I don't know. It's green. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was like a, I think I got it 30% off. Like everything I've bought on there is 20% off or more. Yeah, I mean, I spend just cause I buy, I buy a lot of outdoor stuff and REI's to me is the place to get it because like, you get money back if you don't buy something on sale. You know, you get 10% or whatever you buy. And then if you just don't like it, you have up to a year to take that shit back. Yeah. I mean, I've broken stuff, taken it back into questions. As there's shit I've worn, I'm just like, nah, this just don't feel good like I thought it was. Or this just isn't what I thought it was either. Their clothing's nice. Um, I have like a little small like little like day hike bag that's not bad. I use their hydration pack for mountain biking that they have just for mountain biking that I use. Um, pretty much everything else though, I buy like really big name brand stuff. Osprey, GSI, Cedar Summit, Big Agnes. Um, oh yeah, what kind of, is your tent a Big Agnes? I have one. I uh, actually decided to upgrade and I just, so during REI's big sale that ended on the 31st, I, up, I upgraded to a, a better tent. Um, What'd you get? I have a Nemo. Oh, A Nemo Hornet. Nice. Um, is it one person? I got a two person. The way it sets up is way better than my, my big Agnes. I bought a, the one I have is like a front entry, and that's the only way you can get in. Yeah. It's kind of shitty. I wanted something better. Um, so I got an ultralight, and it weighs like a pound and 12 ounces, the whole entire tent. And that's steaks and all. Um, the Nemo Hornet's great. Um, also upgraded my backpack. So I went from a Osprey, cheaper, cheaper in that they have, like a 48 liter. Now I have one of their bigger, their most popular bag, which is like the Atmos 65. So it's got like a stupid nice suspension system. Um, and it's got plenty of room for everything that I could ever possibly want to take with me. Osprey bags are great. You can, I've seen people where they set up by the fire because they're stupid, melts them. They just send it back to Osprey. And Osprey's like, cool, here's a new one. That's how, uh, so I have the, my day pack is um, Badlands. And I, I, I mean, I was fucking looking at their packs a long time ago. And I was like, this shit is way too expensive. I would never buy it. So I got my day pack from my parents as a Christmas gift. Like two, two, when we started talking about going elk hunting. And they sent, so they sent the pack. And with the pack, there's a little, like the tag on the pack says, try to break our, basically try to break yeah. our shit. We want you to try to break our Challenge shit. Challenge accepted. Yeah, and if you break it, send it back. So I broke a couple buckles, and I sent them an email. I was like, hey, I broke a couple buckles on this pack. Basically, they said, wash the dirt out of it and send it to us, and I sent it to them. They sent me a brand new pack. Yep. Uh, this like Big Agnes. Apparently, I haven't used their warranty, but they're really fucking good, too. Um, and I have, the only thing else, well, the only thing I have really that I'm going to use with them now is their sleeping pads, which are pretty nice. I have like an insulated blow up sleeping pad that's really, really nice. I'm trying to remember, I'll probably find it on Amazon, the, the name brand of the pad, or the sleeping pad that I bought, because it's, it's an interesting concept. It's like a, it's like a blow up mattress. And the shit weighs like ounces. How th how thick is it, dude? It's 
like like an inch, two inch. Yeah, it's comfortable. Like you can't feel, you can't feel the ground shit. through it. Really? So it's not like one of the self-inflating ones where you open the stupid little valve and yeah. it doesn't inflate itself, right. and then you try it's to roll like it up and it doesn't deflate. Right. It's basically it comes in a waterproofing bag, and you know how the valve on a waterproofing bag you push it down, and right. it forces the air out. Yeah. So it's a two-way valve, and you hook it basically to the sleeping pad mm -hmm. and you roll the waterproofing bag and as you force the air out of the waterproofing bag it fills the hmm. crash pad yeah and it's fucking fantastic yeah so I got, you prefer this might be a dumb question on my part because i'm not the backpack the backpacker out of the group but that's better than the solid foam ones you're given in the military oh yeah i mean i'll take so i'll take both when i go Especially to drill and shit. Mm -hmm. But as far as like being comfortable and heat reduction and all that, I've, I've had the really nice camping crash pads that are just the foam. I've had the Marine Corps ones, but the inflatable ones are fucking fantastic. And I'm pretty sure it's just like a Chinese knockoff, but it still works great. I've had the, uh, like the, the civilian version of the, the Thermarest that they issue the army. I mean, it's cool for, what is it like fifty bucks? Yeah. But it doesn't do shit. I, you still like, I'm 180 pounds, and no matter how much fucking air you put in it, you're going to sleep on the ground, and it doesn't keep you warm. Here it is. I fucking found it. It, I, it's gotta be Chinese made. Power licks. Spell, spelled spelled <laughs> power. So power is spelled normal, but licks like L I X. So hell yeah. Dude, so I bought is... one. I bought one for myself. I bought one for my fiance, and it, they're comfortable as shit. Let me see this thing. Yeah, man. So I was telling Aaron, it's like you basically inflate it with like a waterproofing bag and you force the air out of the bag. Yep. And so I have one of those for my, a big Agnes, like it, they're made by them and you know, it doubles as a, doubles as like a, a dry bag. You just yeah. Clip it and in. it weighs, yeah. and if you want, you can use it as a pillow and it weighs like fucking almost nothing. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking for the specs here so I can see, I can tell you all how much it actually weighs, but. It's definitely Chinese because there's way too much shit here. All right, I don't care. I don't care about the dimensions. It's big enough for a human. <laughs> it's body bag. It's like literally the only thing that matters how much it weighs, and they're not going to put it on there. That's like the first thing I look at. The weight. Yeah, that's that's really all. So if you take everything. Like the weird little strap that comes with it, the bag, the waterproofing bag, the other bag. It's got like three bags that come with it. So you take everything, it's 1.32 pounds. But if, I mean, you can cut that down if you just take yeah. some shit out yeah. of it. Let's but see. I'm more than encourage y'all to try, try to find something better. Or try Amazon to does have some decent chinese stuff right like that i mean they literally just don't give a fuck about copyrights and no, they, they find yeah, good they shit and shit. they make yeah. the same thing i mean there's there is some stuff on there the only thing that'll keep me usually from buying it is just the fact that 
I pay I will pay extra just for a good warranty. Yeah. Um, because I do use it and I will abuse it. So, like, I'll pay for a good warranty and I'll pay for if they're knocking off like a small business, I'll pay the extra to get the small business. But if they're ripping off like fucking yeah REI or Walmart, my business ain't gonna hurt fucking REI. Yeah, they'll be though. okay. Um. So. Our tent is REI, though. It okay. Was, yeah. It was also a gift. <laughs> hey, I mean, like I said, REI does have some really good stuff. And they got some shit that they'll knock off from, like, bigger companies. Yeah. Um, so our tent. That's still pretty decent stuff. Yeah. Our tent is, a like, a three-person REI tent. I think the passenger three. Okay. I don't even know. That we tried to find one today for a friend. I don't think they're making them. They but, might not make them anymore. But. The only thing, really, I have REI-wise is, like I said, I have, like, a, their hydration mountain biking pack. A little tiny like day pack. It's eventually like it's it's basically a cinch bag with like normal backpack straps. Yeah. And then I had their down jacket, which is so far been great, and it was way cheaper than a three hundred dollar Mountain Hardware or Arch, or even a five hundred dollar Arterix jacket. So I definitely want a new sleeping bag because I spent. Our new sleeping bag purchase was my fiance, and we got her like a nice REI, like I think it's a three season sleeping bag. So we got her the REI one because my sleeping bag is just shit that the Marine Corps was dermoing. <laughs> <laughs> then I asked our supplier because like they got rid of the black bags. Yep. I don't know if you were aware, but yeah. we had like thirty. We'll still have them. Or- my old unit will probably happen for another yeah. at least five years. So I walked into our supply and our gunny had like 30 of them set aside. I was like, what's going on with those? Oh, we're dermoing them. And the black bag, if you've never used one, is the greatest fucking thing the Marine Corps has ever had. <laughs> so I was like, you're, you're, well, it's you're, like the old Army sleeves, too. The black bag is your summer bag, right? No, the black bag Where's, is the winter one. The tan bag is your summer one. See, y'all, okay, y'all have completely different colors then. So... He was like, we're dermoing them. I was like, I've still got one. He was like, no, you don't. I was like, no, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're right. Yeah, I forgot. I don't. So I've still got my black bag. I've got my tan bag for the summer. Wesley's got her nice REI three season, which is way warmer than my black bag. But if it's cold, I'll just take my tan and my black bag. But if I had to add something to my wish list, it would for sure be a new sleeping bag. Because that shit makes life a lot better. Yeah, those the military ones aren't bad, but they're made to have, like, they're huge. They don't pack down because yeah. they're all synthetic. And they don't, I mean, they're made to stack. But, so I have, like, a, I have a 20-degree Kelty down bag. Super comfortable. Um, packs down insanely small and doesn't weigh shit. But even for here, even for, like, South Carolina, North Carolina during the winters, a 20 bag is just not warm enough. No. A 20 bag will keep you warm at mid-30s. That's that's where REI's marketing does really well. A lot of places will just say 20-degree sleeping bag. REI's will, if you look at their tags, it'll say survivability temperatures and comfortable temperatures. Yeah. So, like, you may survive at 10 degrees, but you'll be comfortable at 40. Yeah, you have to really get in because, like, you look at sleeping pads, like, there used to not be it'd be some random R factor that they would give you. That's, like, your – the R, like, the higher the R factor, the warmer that pad would keep you, but there was no, like, 
line. Like there was no guidelines that companies had to follow. They could just be like, "Oh, it's a fucking five. Well, their five is only somebody else's one. Yeah. So now there's like a standardization. But I would like to upgrade mine. That I did look at doing that during the huge REI sale, but I I just I mean I bought a pack and another tent, so that was already a huge chunk of money. Yeah. Um. But actually, Big Agnes makes a side sleeper bag for people who sleep on their side, which I fucking do. That's which nice. is why I do hate my Kelty bag. Super comfortable, but it's made to fit you. And when I go to sleep on my side, it either turns with me and gets uncomfortable, or I just get all fucking tangled up in it. Yep. So that is one of the ones I want. And then we'll see something else I want. You really need fucking like three sleeping bags. If you're gonna be comfortable every season, like you need you need a summer bag, you need a winter bag, and you need a big mid bag. Yeah. I do like quilts. Quilts are nice because you can like you know you can throw a leg out of it like you're at the house sleeping. Yeah. Um, but I was like, shit. Why do I need to, I need a zero degree sleeping bag? So why do I want to spend money on a quilt when I still need a zero degree bag? Kind of like vice versa. <clears throat> so like when, now when it gets co- too cold. I'll bring a whoopee and just stuff it in my sleeping bag and just have like a liner yep. to keep me a little bit warmer. I just Or I'll throw it over top of the bag. I just have to bring my big pack if it's cold. Cause <laughs> I, gotta bring, I bring the tan bag, which is the summer one, and the black bag, and I put the tan bag inside the black bag, yep. which is really frustrating because they issued me a small. And <laughs> for everyone that's listening that can't see, I'm six foot one. The small is for like five foot six. So I'm like curled up in a ball trying to pull this sleeping bag up over my shoulders and it's still like down around my nipples. Which which if you've never been in a sleeping bag is the most fucking frustrating thing on the face of the earth. It's like you straighten your legs out and it pulls it down to your fucking waist. I think, uh, well it's like, I haven't, you know, I'm fucking short as shit, so... I can even you get like a, a tan sleeping bag. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes I get a uh, like my Kelty bag now. I'll get like my feet won't hit the bottom of it, so I like it. I'll, which is but it's not a bad thing though because I can stuff. Yeah, pants, you stuff your fucking clothes. Down all kinds there. of shit in the bottom, and I'm good. But I will wake up and I, you know, I have a mummy bag, so you're made to sleep with it like around your fucking head. I'll wake up in the fucking mummy bag 75 feet behind me. <laughs> you got like a lung like full of fucking... Fu- yeah, I'm like in the bottom of this bag and I can't find the makeshift pillow I've made out of my down jacket or some shit. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? I'm the opposite. I stuff my clothes into the bottom of my tan bag and I wake up, I feel like I'm in somebody's briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like curled up in a ball, but I can't straighten my legs because it's pulled the sleeping bag so tight. It's like... I'm, I feel like I'm in a straight jacket. Yeah, I think uh, other than other than that, I'd probably grab a. Uh, I really thought that I needed it when we were in Alaska, and I should have got a a satellite messenger just in case something did happen. Because there's obviously zero fucking cell cell phone reception if something did yeah. happen. Those are fucking expensive. They man. are expensive. Because, I mean, you could get where it's just a beacon and you just hope the motherfucker works. Yep. You can get the ones where you can, or you can get the ones where you text off of it. And you can at least send somebody a fucking text message 
but then you got to pay monthly for a plan. So my dad got a deal on three Garmin's that had the beacon. Yeah. And we took them last elk season, and that's pretty much all we took them for. Yeah. And we talked about we talked about taking the uh, the satellite phone off the truck just in case. I mean, we had, yeah, yeah, we had the, uh, we had the unit satellite phone, like the commander, like, why don't you just take the, take the satellite phone? I was like, eh. yeah, that's what I need to do is just lose that, and then lose that motherfucker. That's what needs to happen. Yeah, lose a government sat phone. Yeah. Be good. Yeah. Eh. As long as it doesn't have that little gray computer chip uh, in it, you're okay. So, oh. my fiance just walked, we were just talking about, our little camping experiences. She doesn't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> Podcast is weird. Yeah, right. But yeah, I think that's really. Shoot, I think that's really this what all that's on my list. Have you got? Have you ever seen the single person Marine Corps pop up tents? Maybe. So it explain how, explain how they look because we have a lot of were I talk like I'm still there but we had a lot of old stuff. Oh, that's true. You, you got to go to the field to see these tents. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Super. Have bad. you ever issued them out to any real Marines? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, we'd get them, and then it was uh, there was a couple times when we had you know you get a new motivated officer in there, and there's like we're, we're going to go to the field and do Marine stuff, and it was like you do the same stuff you did in Garrison, but it was. In the, like you do the same classes that you, you just do got like in a, a classroom, you just do it in a school circle. Yeah, you just got a, You just do it, and then when you're done, you have a tick on your ball sack. <laughs> right, right, right. So basically, it's like I don't know what is that like a little bigger than a dinner plate. It's in a bag, and you open it up, and basically it explodes into a one-person tent. Like I've been hit in the face by mine several times, but I think we had the old-school two-man ones. Okay, so we've we we have two man tents that you set up, but mm-hmm. I bought this one on yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. Amazon because it's the shit, uh-huh. and it fucking explodes into a one person tent. Like there's the tent poles are all built in. Oh yeah, we yeah we did. it explodes. Jack in the box. Yeah, it comes with one tent pole for the rain fly. So you unzip it, and you got to be real careful to hold on to it, or it'll fucking crush you in the face. Explodes into a one person bug fly that like unzips, and then it comes with a rain fly. I bought one on Amazon for like thirty bucks, and they're the shit. Oh yeah, it's like a like a three season single person tent, but I got frozen into one this past winter because we had like freezing rain. We were doing it like a like a fist X basically at Fort Knox, um, and I woke up and I grabbed the zipper and I tried to get out of my tent, like the zipper to the rain fly pulled. Pulled, 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 pulled. And I was like, fuck, I'm stuck in here. <laughs> and my machine gun section leader was sleeping next to me. I was like, hey, I'm fucking stuck in here. So he gets up and he's got like, takes his gloves off and he's like, doing the warm your hands up shit on my fucking zipper so he can get me out of this fucking tent. <laughs> you know, that probably wouldn't happen if you slept in a poncho hooch like a real infantry marine, but you had to get a fucking tent. You had to get a fucking tent. Fucking weapons platoon, man. We get to do what we want to do. 
Probably they just leave you in there since, you know, you're the officer and all. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Some people's Marines actually respect them. <laughs> <laughs> the key to that, and this is leadership 101 to everyone that's listening, the key to having your Marines respect you is don't be a fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Newsflash. Like, just, just like <laughs> if if you're like generally an asshole to someone because they're enlisted and you're an officer, you should probably just kill yourself. Like suicide, not a great thing, but like you're a piece of shit. You probably shouldn't shouldn't be a person. What well, we will have a leadership episode. Yeah, I'm just I just wanted to touch on it. Yeah, just, we we just will don't have, be a cunt. We will have a leadership philosophy. episode because I think by now all three of us we have. We have touched all of the the avenues of leadership that are present. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, in we got it from all the sides. Yeah, we got it from all angles. Um, I mean, within first response and anything within DOD. We've got our, mean, our belligerent terminal lands. <laughs> hey! Sublime Marine. <laughs> <laughs> the hood of the Marine Corps. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah supply does get a little bit hood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... All right, guys. Well, we're going to wrap it up because, like, people are getting home and there's dogs running out all over the place and we're running out of beer and we got to figure out a couple things. So, hope y'all enjoyed. Um, I mean, like I said, we'd like to keep it a little different episode to episode. We'll have interviews. We'll have current events. Um, you know, I'll have my guys from the Upstate on. This one was more, you know, backpacking adventures and what you need to have on hikes and even how to – you know, introduce your fiance to backpacking and, you know, you can't go full fucking hog with your fiance no. when it comes to backpacking. You never guys. go full retard. Never, <laughs> never go, you never go full retard. Um, so guys, hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to like, share, review, and subscribe all of our material, whatever your favorite platform is. Um, for us, it's the Instagram. All three of us are on there. So whoever replies, it could be Kyle. It could be me. It could be Bobby. We could be in South Carolina. We could be in California. We could be, we could be wherever. Um, make sure to give us Alaska. Make sure to give us uh, any feedback, what you like, didn't like, stuff you want to hear, people we could uh, people we could interview, places we could go. I mean, within, you know, a reasonable, you know, distance or... Fallujah. Yeah, Fallujah. That'd be good. Yeah, check. Um, also, make sure to check out our Shopify store. Like we said last episode, we got... We got a good bit of gear on there that's uh, we've got it set up where it's going to be drop shipped, so it's not us. I mean, between the three of us, like it's a super random schedule. I don't even think we'd be able to get to a post office every day. I got if one. We were trying I got to. one in my region. I could probably go. Yeah, and I mean, there's so so the <laughs> ones. Month, so. Yeah, so and then the ones in the ones in my region, it's either like I'm in the city or I don't want to be, or I'm like out in the sticks where it's like. The post office is only open on like Mondays and Wednesdays from two to four. Yeah, <laughs> the post so office sad. is sketchy too. I feel like you're more likely to get in a gunfight going to the post office For than you sure. are working a twelve-hour shift. For sure, it attracts everybody. So check that out. We'll drop ship, drop ship some stuff to you, and we are we're working on. Um, Working on more material for the fall. We talked about that last episode. We're going to kind of kick that with Kyle here for a little bit um, offline. Hope you enjoyed it, guys. See you next time.